0: This is Southern Tier Close Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. I'm
1: Kathy White, and this is the Southern Tier Close Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me from Cornell Cooperative Extension of Broome County is Laura Biasillo, the Agricultural Economic Development Specialist. That sounds like a lot of years in college to me.
0: That's not a lot of years in college, Kathy, but it's a jack of all trades and master of none, uh, you know, knowing a little bit about everything and just being here to help farmers and the community.
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that's a master of none, because it's a master of a lot of stuff. I I, I know, um, I, I didn't grow up on a farm or anything, but I do know a lot of people in the agribusiness, and you got to have a lot of expertise where a lot of other companies and, and such would have a financial director and uh, human resources and somebody that's in charge of uh uh, ordering stock and things like that, but the, the people that are in agribusiness, they do it all themselves. So it's nice that we've got something like Cornell Cooperative Extension for the people to turn to whether they're just getting started or whether they've been in the business for a while.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's something that we always try to stress um, whenever we, we talk to the general public about being a farmer is that, you know, you are now Your own accountant and uh, mechanic and veterinarian and uh, knowing how to produce that product and being a marketer and sometimes even being a little bit of a lawyer. So Mm. you know you are you do have to uh, definitely wear a lot of different hats when you know if you want to be successful being a farmer.
1: Well, even the people that are hobbyists, I guess you would say. um, I I maybe people don't really understand. You mentioned mentioned veterinarian and mechanic and things like that. Unless you're a fan of some of these uh, homesteading programs and and such, the reality shows on, say, Discovery Channel and and things like that, maybe people don't really realize that a lot of times, even if you're not off the grid or whatever, you're kind of on your own because especially when you're talking animals, not so much plants, but animals, you know there's no holidays there's no weekends there's no time off there's you know they need to be taken care of
0: yes that's that's true and that's something that we struggle with when people you know want to get into farming which we wholeheartedly support because we know how fragile the the food system is and we've seen that especially because of covid yeah you know but you know it's it's definitely something that we we recognize when we have people that you know, maybe have a second home in Broome County and they're looking to, you know, start raising some small livestock for their family, Um, but they tend to forget that it's a 24-7, 365, and if they live, you know, in another state or closer to New York City, that, you know, may not always be feasible.
1: Speaking of the big COVID, over the past year, has Cornell Cooperative Extension found that there were a lot more people dipping their toes into backyard agriculture if you will and and what were some of the greatest challenges that people were presenting you guys with saying help i wanted chickens but i did not realize blank <laughs> yeah you know i think we definitely saw it especially because
0: when you know we saw that true spike in covid was you know as we got closer to those summer months and that's traditionally when, you know, we may see a bounty of, of produce and meats and dairy, you know, at the grocery store, and people began to realize that maybe they didn't feel comfortable going to the store or they really, you know, wanted to, you know, much, know much more clearly where their food came from. And so there there was, you know, sort of a, a run from on the greenho- local greenhouses like Nanoco Gardens who raised transplants You know, people really were very interested in planting their own garden. They were very interested in, you know, raising small livestock so that they could, you know, keep that closer to home. But I think there is a a little bit of a learning curve. It's it's not the same as, you know, having those few backyard tomato plants or, um, you know, having a a few chickens around scaling up so that, you know, if you are looking to provide enough that you can be, you know, canning or freezing – or having something that's, you know, anything more than sort of a, you know, we tried it, that was nice, then I think people really started to realize that there was a, a knowledge curve that maybe they weren't prepared for. Or on the other end, we also heard that many people who were interested in purchasing, or I'm sorry, in um, canning and preserving, all of a sudden they couldn't find the glass ball jars yeah, that, I uh, heard to that. be able to make things like salsa or pickles. So maybe they grew vast amounts of beautiful produce but they didn't have a way to actually preserve it because so many people also had that same idea
1: wow yeah somebody here at the radio station was mentioning that to me as i was doling out uh jars of potato soup (laughs) potato leek soup the other day it's like oh i have lots of jars i didn't realize that there was a shortage of that Something else that people might not have realized also, some of the legalities, You've, we've mentioned chickens a few times, and I know one of the upcoming uh Cornell Cooperative Extension presents sessions in the month of February, February was, that was scheduled is raising pigs from birth to market. If you live in Johnson City or the city of Binghamton, you better check into some codes and some variances and all that kind of things before you just go running down to the the uh the the farm store and start you know buying chicks and baby pigs and goats and all that kind of stuff because it's not just something you just go out willy-nilly and do yeah that's something that
0: we also try to work with you know our new farmers or or other people as well as municipalities to really help them understand you know what's reasonable and realistic so when you know people are looking at raising chickens maybe they live in the city of Binghamton or village of Johnson City or County Union or, you know, whatever it might be. And and thinking about what's not just what's legal, but also what's realistic that, you know, we can't have a hundred chickens running around on a half acre lot. Um, You know, we can't, you know, maybe raise a pig on, you know, a half acre lot. So thinking about you know what's reasonable and realistic but then also we we work a lot with local municipalities to help them understand really the ins and outs of you know what happens on that farm so that they can understand you know that having farms is actually good for them because you know as we know cows don't go to school right <laughs> yeah. so, you know chickens aren't you know taking up any of the tax dollar and so it's actually You know it doesn't cost a municipality it actually makes it doesn't cost them nearly as much money in tax dollars to allow agricultural activities to occur as opposed to um children going to school and and utilizing some of those other benefits that our our tax dollars go to so i think that's something that um sometimes the municipalities aren't always aware of and so we we work with them as well to try to find that happy medium so that people are able to pursue that dream or um, that business that they're looking to start and the municipality and, and zoning and code are still um, comfortable with what's happening.
1: I mean, The number one basic thing, I guess, is research, research, and research, and one of the first places to go is probably Cornell Cooperative Extension. To yeah, Wasn't it used to be the Grange, the Farmer's Grange Hall and stuff? It used to be the clearinghouse for all this information, and really now it is Cooperative Extension.
0: Yeah, we, um, so we actually, Cornell Cooperative Extension started in 1911. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, Kathy, and we actually here in Broome County were the very first Cooperative Extension uh, in the country. And No so kidding! We're out of that history, um, you know, being, being the very first, it was a partnership between the Chamber and um, the Farm Bureau. And so, you know, from the beginning, there was a focus uh, not just on that business end, but also on helping to educate and prepare the next generation of farmers. So they were looking at those, you know, youth that were coming from a rural background that were going to be taking over um, their families' farms and really helping to prepare them for that next generation. So that's, you know, something that we're really proud of here in, in Broome County and we still put an emphasis on.
1: Wow. So this is a big birthday year for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's very interesting. Well as we're getting into uh, you know here I'm talking to you and the wind chill is like 4 above but as we're getting into spring <laughs> I don't care what that woodchuck in Pennsylvania says this though is a good time to start thinking about what you want to do as far as even if it's just in the backyard as far as growing things and at the end of this month you guys have something that's going to to be very helpful with that it's good. This is the time of year you really want to start those seeds and maybe save yourself money from going to uh, greenhouses. Not that there's anything wrong with that because that's the way I do it. I don't have a window where I get good enough light or places for grow lamps. So I always go and buy the seedlings. But if you want to start your own seedlings, you guys have a program that is coming up that can, a uh, class for people to help them out with that.
0: Yeah, so we actually have one of our master gardeners, um, James Dunn, who um, also spent some time managing the chow farm out in the town of Conklin. So, you know, we know that he has a vast amount of experience and we're super lucky to have him as one of our master gardeners. And he's going to be walking us through all the things that we need to think about when we're thinking about starting seeds for the spring. So uh, timeline, you know. Some seeds take longer to germinate than others, so you want to be starting them earlier so that they're ready to go in the ground. What do we need to be thinking about in terms of soil and seed selection? And this is really that great opportunity for you if there's certain varieties of tomatoes or peppers or other things that you really want to make sure that you have available to you. You know, this is your opportunity to do that. You know, it's also a great way to, you know, be starting to grow those uh, yummy greens that we all love like uh, lettuce and spinach or you know other types of greens that actually grow quite quickly and they are a cold weather crop so if you can get them started now you know within you know 55 or 60 days you'll have lettuce and spinach and we can start enjoying those salads that we all love so much and actually have some flavor.
1: And some of that stuff you can actually without a yard keep those things going and little, like, window planter things. I know that the, some people have done leaf crops, like the lettuces and things like that, and just have baby leaf lettuce salads all over the place all year round.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's there's lots of creative things that you can do as long as you have access to some sunlight, a little bit of heat to get things going. And uh, that's what we're going to be learning about
1: during that Indoor Seed Starting Workshop. And that is a Zoom class. It's going to be happening on February 24th at 6.30 p.m. Um, The class fee is $10 per email address. But you also have some other things. We'll give you the address of where people can find information on the programs in just a tiny bit because we are going to be running out of time soon. I did want to touch on... Um, some of the other things that you guys have offered and that are offering, I know a couple things that have come up over the past year is Annie's project, and one of the things that is kind of encouraging is how Cornell Cooperative Extension is offering resources to maybe demographics that haven't been traditionally the, the leaders in agribusiness, like some minority groups and women, getting into the farming business. And I thought that was very interesting when I saw the uh, farm women, the management programs that uh, were being offered a couple times now, I think, by Cornell Cooperative Extension over the past year or two.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we really recognize that there's some underserved audiences that we're looking to you know, offer some more support to, not just in Broome County, but really across the state. And so one of them, as you mentioned, are women engaged in agriculture. We know that Often the women are handling a lot of those management decisions as well as, you know, performing many of the other functions that that mothers and wives provide. So um, whether that's, you know, dealing with children and schooling, especially during COVID uh, and any other, um, perhaps also holding an off-farm job so that that farm has health insurance. And so we recognize that there are some specific needs that farm women may have that would differ from Male operators of the farms. So, I'm sorry. So we're um, there's a nationally recognized curriculum out of the University of uh, Iowa that we utilize here in New York State and in Boone County, and we're really excited. Um, we have a remote series that we're uh, about two weeks into, and we have over 35 farm women that are participating and engaging with each other and learning about resources and how they can strengthen their farm operations in a variety of different areas, whether it's production or marketing or labor or legal or even human resources.
1: Well, you guys got a whole lot of things that you offer help. And I know I've talked to some people over there about bugs and everything else too. If people want to find out more about the information that's available from Cornell Cooperative Extension, some of the classes that are coming up, how do they do that? How do they go about that? Yeah, so we um,
0: we have a few ways that you can connect with us. You can visit our website, which is com. We also have a Facebook page. You can find us at CCE Broom County. And from there, you can connect to a variety of resources. We also have all of our different um, specific programs as well. So maybe if you have youth that might be interested in some of our programming, we also have uh, the Hotler Botanic Gardens and our um, gardening uh, initiative. We have composting, so for those of us that like digging in the dirt, uh, we have lots of great programs there. And you know, one of the programs that I think is really one of our unsung heroes is the Ag in the Classroom program. So this is a program that you know, up until COVID, was going into classrooms and really and engaging with youth to teach them about different aspects of agriculture and really help prepare them to think about a career in agriculture. And, you know, they've pivoted during this year, and there's some really exciting things that they're doing. Um, but that's, you know, one of the things I don't know that people know about us is that, you know, there's lots. we're not just about, uh, you know, cows and, and kids anymore, which <laughs> is what a lot of people used to think about. Uh, Cornell Cooperative Extension, but there's so many more things that we're
1: doing. (laughs) That's funny, cows and kids. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for being my guest today, and uh, happy birthday and happy growing season that's right around the corner. Yes, thank you. You too. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, where.